Well, you have seen inflation is under control for now. That's no doubt helped stocks rise higher and seen Treasury yields a little lower. There was a bond auction overnight too, which was a little softer than anticipated. And the stimulus package is ready to get the final vote and the sign-off and the ECB later on, plus Philip Lowe. Dovish, very dovish. Uh, we'll talk about that as well today. It is Thursday, the 11th of March, 2021. Good morning. Well, shares are on the rise again at 1.4% for the Dow, more than for the Nasdaq. The Nasdaq has actually fallen slightly, so the whole cyclical stock thing is uh, happening. Boeing is up over 5% today, for example. The Eurostox 50 up 0.9%. Bond movements have been down ever so slightly. For example, just one basis point down on 10-year treasuries. The same across most of Europe. Aussie 10 years, though, have moved the most, along with New Zealand, both down around seven basis points. I think what Philip Lowe had to say yesterday uh, will have a bit to do with that. We'll talk about that soon. Not much movement in the US dollar, not much movement in currencies at all, really. The US dollar is up 0.3% on the Swiss franc, and that really is the biggest move this morning. And oil heading back down again, half percent falling WTI, Brent almost as much, uh, perhaps because we've seen inventories rise by almost 13% in the latest weekly numbers. They're, they've been on the rise in the last few reports, so maybe OPEC Plus was right not to up production. So it's a mixed day, and Gavin Friend is with me today, Senior Market strategist at NAB in London. So not surprising that, that we've got no big moves because there's not really big news, I guess. I mean, there was interest in the latest bond auction, wasn't in the United States, given that the last one didn't do too well. This one, 38 billion of 10-year notes. Last time they yielded less than 1.2%, this time over 1.5%. That's brought the current yield down a little, uh, not by a great deal. But it's been an interesting day, hasn't it? We've had ups and downs today, basically. Yeah, morning, Phil. We have. I mean, that um, early Wednesday in Europe and after the slide in yields that prepared held equities and particularly tech shares higher on Tuesday, we saw a slight reversal of that <clears throat> in the morning session. Uh, so yields tried to rise slightly. We got up to about 1.56 in the US, not in Australia, thanks to comments from RBA Governor Lowe. We'll come on to that in a second. But very modest yield rises in Europe and the US. Um, uh, and that was a fleeting story, really. The story of the day is uh, a softer US CPI report for February, um, a tenth softer on the core month-on-month and annual readings. So 0.1% versus 0.2% forecast for the uh, monthly numbers, 1.3 versus 1.4 forecast on the annual. And that really saw yields pull back. So in that sense, we saw US 10s go from 156 session high to about 150, 151, where they are now. A larger drop, encouragingly, in uh, real yields. So the US 10 tips yields fell, what, 10 basis points from uh, minus 0.76 to minus 0.66. So, you know, that means that inflation expectations or break-evens have moved higher. That's encouraging. And curves flattened a little bit. So twos, thirties, two or eight basis points down from... What, 218 highs set on Monday? German yields, yields elsewhere, not really moving by so much, just one down one basis points. That lower yield environment helped stocks and uh, higher beta assets. So, you know, if you look across um, some of the EM uh, universe, you know, some currencies there have done quite well. We've got that rotation again uh, through the tech sector. 
Um, you know, the dollar, as you mentioned, uh, a little bit lower, not much, but, you know, we've got some gains in the Mexican peso, the Turkish lira, the rand. Um, Aussie is back up to 77.2550. The Kiwi back up to 77.20. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and the market seems a bit calmer. Um, yeah. Calm is certainly the word, isn't it? I mean, and look, the Bank of Canada... Uh, they uh, they did talk about inflation overnight. They said they did expect it to rise in the near term, perhaps to the top of their acceptable band. And, you know, that could be soon, but it will also only be temporary. And that's the thing, isn't it? Even if we see inflation rising, and we've been hearing this a lot from central banks, uh, there's so many transitory factors. They'll be influencing uh, inflation right now. Uh, and the, the, the labour market is still a long way from recovery there, you know, the same as it is everywhere else. So even if we do see inflation, how long is it going to last for? That's the big question. The answer is probably not long. Well, that's a, that's a question that, that, that markets and central bankers are going to have to answer a little bit further down the road. Um, and that's, th- that's the real debate in, term, in terms of wage inflation and how persistent it's going to be. And, of course, it will be fed by the strength of the recovery uh, in the short term, you know, whether, whether you know, economies can get into infrastructure programs that can raise a long-run productivity and growth rate and all those kinds of things. Th- th- that's a debate a little bit further down the road. In the short term, we know we're going to get these... Uh, lifts on base effects and on higher energy costs, they are going to start feeding into the US, into Europe, uh, into the UK from next month. Um, and, you know, so so while we have relief on Wednesday by a pullback in US core CPI, I think that's only temporary. I think, you know, for the Fed next week, it's 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 unlikely that you'll see uh, Fed Chair Powell take any any kind of you know solace from that because he knows these higher prints are coming down the road. He's astute enough to know that he's not going to claim victory. And yeah, and also, I mean, look at we look at what's happening in China as well. Their inflation has picked up slightly in February. It was up 0.6 percent month on month, but down 0.2 percent year on year, despite this high level of loans that we've seen. Another 1.2. Uh, 1.4 trillion won in February on top of the 3.6 trillion in January. So a whole heap of money, of course, you know, that's new money created, isn't it? Bank loans create new money. So that means the, the money supply has increased more than 10% without runaway inflation. In fact, without any inflation, it would seem. So, uh, you know, we are a long way from inflation, aren't we? we? We are, but I would say that there's an expectation in China that both PPI and CPI are going to continue to rise again from March we're going to get the base effects. We're going to get the feed through from the higher energy commodity prices. And that's going to test um, the PBOC's policy stance. I mean, the P- they have said that they are not going to uh, see or allow any sharp shifts in, in policy, but higher prices for them are, are coming down the pipe. But transitory, presumably, as well. Or do you think there could be some... So that some of it could stick around for a while there. Well, as I say, that's a, that's a debate for a few months down the yeah. road once we get past the, the, the hump of the base effect, and that'll be a separate discussion, probably not one for today. But it's a, it's a discussion they're going to be having. Well, it, it's obviously a discussion that uh, Philip Lowe has had because he's basically said yesterday the cash rate is going to remain where it is until at least 2024. Yeah. I mean, let's not rush into anything. So, again, he's pushing back on the market pricing to the point uh, saying over the past couple of weeks, market pricing is is showing expectation of increases in the cash rate as early as late 2022 or and again in 2023. But this is not the expectation uh, at the RBA. Uh, again, tying 
rises in prices to wages and that for that to meet the conditions for them to move policy, they'd need to see wage gains sustainably above 3%. So it's very, you know, very much in line with what the Fed is saying in terms of the conditionality for moves and, and you know, the, the, the broad pushback we're getting from central banks uh, for markets not to go too far, too fast. It's slightly different, I think, for the ECB in that they're actually saying that the rate, rate rises are unwarranted, whereas the RBA and and the RBNs, I guess, and certainly the Fed see, see all this as part of growing pains, if you like. It's what happens when the markets are starting to price in recovery. The ECB, which we'll hear from later today, are seeing this as unwarranted and actually threatening to kind of derail the recovery because the recovery in Europe has not been as strong and, and partly because of, you know, the, the, the procurement and slow distribution of the vaccine uh, rollout. That's not gone as planned. And so that's why we're likely to hear from the ECB lower growth rates for 2021 because of that delay. But conversely, higher growth rates, a, a, a stronger rebound yeah. in 2022. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, and we'll find all uh, that. We'll find all that today. Christine Lagarde is, giving, of course, holding a press conference early tomorrow morning. So we'll uh, so we'll get that uh, in time for tomorrow morning's podcast. We also get those initial jobless claims for the US tonight as well. Uh, so uh, look, if they are bad, at least we have the stimulus. And uh, Joe Biden is sitting on the cusp of that. I hope it's not too uncomfortable for him, but uh, they're just about to have the, the vote in the House on it. And Joe Biden has said he's going to sign it Friday afternoon and then they're going to push ahead with the uh, full speed on the implementation. So everyone is now busy upping their forecasts, aren't they, for US GDP? Uh, Morgan Stanley, for example, saying 7.3% this year. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And I mean, that's going to be the way of it. Again, <laughs> how long is this going to last? Is it going to be a sugar rush? Is it sustainable? What you get this year, you're not going to repeat next year and to what we were saying you know um you're likely to get much stronger growth in the eurozone next year some people are looking at seven percent for the uk for next year after a bit of a stunt you know a stunted recovery uh because of the extended lockdown this year so you know if if the us does manage to do that that i imagine that's the top end of expectations um other economies are going to be following just down yeah. the track well it doesn't really matter whether it's this year or next year i guess you've got to take the long view haven't you and say well, what's it going to be where is everyone going to be at the end of next year you know because it is so much related to factors like the uh, the vaccination rollout uh, that's enough for today i think it's good to have you gavin we'll catch you again very soon thanks for coming on thanks thanks phil and as an aside we saw the perils of those retail trading apps today gamestop yes that again went up almost 40 percent in this session in the united states before losing almost all of it. it's now about 10 percent uh, there might be a lot of people significantly worse off right now and some people significantly better off perhaps that's it for today i'm phil dobby for now back again tomorrow morning have yourself a great thursday